Welcome to the YPO Leadership Development Network's Leader of Leaders podcast series, hosted by Dr. Terrence Kamal. We engage in open discussions with our YPO members who share their leadership journeys, experiences, and lessons. We discuss everything from leading startups and family businesses to international multi-million dollar entities. We engage in informed discussions that include the successes, failures, struggles, and trade-offs in their journey. Hi guys, this is Terence Comal. I have the esteemed pleasure of chatting to my good friend and fellow YPO, Christoph Sitchi. Christoph, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me and uh, take me out of my boredom in an airport. <laughs> I think the context will, will, will reveal to the rest of our members very quickly. But I know you're, 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 you know, we were together in Global One and you've now, you're also in YPO Wild West. Tell me about your experience literally where you are right now and, and how we got here. At this airport? Okay, well, that's an interesting one. Well, first of all, I was meant to fly home. Uh, I haven't been home much uh, just because right now what's, what's going on is crazy and you understand why it's even crazy for us. Um, but I was meant to jump on a plane at 9.12 this morning, a.m. I'm still waiting for my plane to leave, <laughs> and it's 12.30. It's not uh, scheduled to leave before 2 p.m. because uh, the U.S. has just canceled about 40% of uh, domestic flights wow. just simply because they're empty. Uh, I've been the whole morning in the lounge, Delta Lounge. I've never seen that lounge that empty. It makes it easier to talk to you, but yeah. uh, because it's quiet, there's nobody anywhere. It's oh it's God. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it might have an ominous feeling, but but it could be very worrying at this point, also not just in the U.S. but globally. Yeah, there is the huge worry, obviously, because uh, yeah, there's a huge fear of the unknown. Um, the more you know about the threat, the the less you fear it. Uh, it's something new for the humankind. Uh, it's it, it's a virus that evolves in a way that we've never seen before, that it's highly contagious, uh, that is being carried by a lot of, uh, of ill patients that don't even know they're ill or they're infected. Uh, therefore, it's really hard to prevent, right? So it's, it, there's a lot of unknown. And of course, with everything that's going on, all the shutdowns, and it, it's, it's a little bit, it's unsettling. It is. It is indeed. And you know, you mentioned about people being contagious whilst not being symptomatic. Just this afternoon, I had a chat with a fellow YPO who came back from Greece to South Africa. And he said, I'm fine. I'm okay. But I've, I've got my wife and young child at home. I should be okay, right? And I'm like, no, you're not. Get tested as quick as you can, even though it's yeah. against the South African protocol. Get tested now. Self-isolate self or quarantine as much as you can. Limit contacts for the next 14 days. Because we don't know how aggressive you, 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 you're being contagious during this period. Correct. And a lot of people, because of the amounts of misinformation out there, people are being confused. So I recommend it go get tested now, get tested in 14 days, but try and keep your immunity as high as you can. And in between, if we have a positive result, start treating. Yeah, correct. Well, that makes sense. If you can get tested, which that's another story altogether. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Christoph, you've got this amazing device around your neck, says NASA. I'm, I'm curious. I know you're not an astronaut and you're not an avionics, but tell me the story. What I want it to be. <laughs> I've always been crazy about NASA. And honestly, it's uh, to me, I mean, I remember when I was young, I would, I would do models of the space shuttle and, yeah. and everything. So I, I watched every single launch, even the bad one. Yeah. Uh, however early I had to wake up, I was in Europe, I, I watched the launch. I was crazy. And uh, 
we've been working in the air and surface purification business for 18 years now. Yeah, 18 years in February. It's it's an adult. <laughs> it's an adult's child. Uh, and in June last year, uh, NASA called me to become a NASA collaborator. So we're collaborating on something. Can't tell you everything, but of course you can guess it has to do with air and space travel, yeah. uh, which is awesome. And since then, they uh, allowed us to release some uh, NASA edition of some of our products. And this one is a fantastic little astronaut bubble. It, it actually repels all the particles away from my uh, breathing zone. And we worked on that because I'm highly allergic. Uh, if I go to a, a very polluted city like Mexico City, uh, I, I'm miserable. I really, my eyes start getting red. I start sneezing. And right now, I don't want to be sneezing in a crowd because they just freak out. So that's not a good thing. But as it repels all the particles, it obviously repels everything like bacteria, mold, and viruses. Yeah. So I'm at an airport surrounded by people, not too many, but there's still a few. When I'm on an airplane, I always travel with that. I did it before. I, I do it even more now. Gotcha. Um, but that's, yeah, I get stuff a lot with the little NASA thing. Exactly. What is that around your neck? What is that? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> It's amazing. Tell me, Christoph, in, in, in this space, besides the other businesses, you know, I, I know you as a friend being involved in tons of other stuff. Tell me about the impact of Corona on you, your family, and then your business. Um, so just because I'm a little bit adventurous and probably completely crazy, and maybe because I know a little bit more about air and surface pollution than most, um, as you can see, I haven't stopped traveling. <laughs> I'm out there, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm not scared. I'm unsettled sometimes, um, but you know, the family is fine. However, we do have a teenager, uh, as you know, a friend of ours is staying at home and, yeah. and I think she's got a common cold. Uh, you know, she was sneezing yesterday and my wife said, oh, she's sneezing, what do I do? And nothing, the same thing you should do when she has a cold, just tell her to stay in the room, right? In the bedroom and that's fine. Just. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else you can do right now unless it gets complicated then we can't get tested right now just because we're in a state of emergency you can get access to tests unless it's it's prescribed by a, by a doctor um, I say no relax it's it's fine so we're, we're not panicking at all um, I'm not gonna say it's business as usual because business is crazy just because of what we do we kill pathogens on surfaces and that that includes viruses um, and we've been doing that in, for 18 years in office buildings, in, in, in house, um, apartment buildings, schools, and so on around the world, and in the food industry. And not so long ago, three years ago, we launched a new venture in the US just for healthcare. And launched our products nationally at APIC in Philadelphia in June. Um, since June, it's been a little bit crazy because now, of course, we've got installs. People are calling us continuous disinfection device that you put in the HVAC system. You don't have to do anything. It's, it's not chemical. It's natural process. And I can go over that in a minute if you'd like. Um, but now, of course, with what's happening, uh, ambulance manufacturers, uh, hospitals, uh, first responders, all those guys want our units in their vehicles, in their, uh, in their bedroom, in their offices, in their buildings, in in the hospitals, it's been mad. Uh, I haven't slept much. The whole team around us haven't slept much. They're all responding incredibly well, just trying to help people. We're just shipping 
everything we can, everywhere we can, <laughs> trying to face the demand. And and I'm actually wondering if it's a good idea to uh, publish this because I don't want any more orders. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't help. I can't help anyone. Uh, I've helped some, you know, fellow YPO uh, forum members uh, who are actually highly susceptible to allergies and 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 pathogens as well. So we send a bunch of those at cost price for all his uh, team. So we're really trying to face the demand to help our, the, the goal behind funding this, um, this healthcare company was, okay, we're not going to focus on profits. We're going to focus on revenue. We're going to focus on saving lives. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, on the side story, when we launch, we launch on uh, October 31st, 2016. Uh, and the name of the company is Casper. Now you understand why. I was born on Halloween night, Casper. Wow. That stands for Continuous Air and Surface Pathogen Reduction, CESPR. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you have to find a name that doesn't exist and you can find it. So Halloween was a good inspiration. Um, and you were the friendly, we're the friendly ghost. We're behind the scene. You don't see us, but you know that we're actually being effective <laughs> and, and we're cleaning all around. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, but about six months later, we got an offer from a fund, a venture fund, uh, for a nice amount of money. We didn't have a product. We didn't have anything yet. We just had the idea and doing the R&D. Right. I'd raised a little bit of money to start working on the technology. Um, and we said no to those guys because we said, you know what? The goal was not to set up that company for money. We really wanted to save a life. So we told them, said, let us save one life and then come back to us. Uh, I think we achieved that already and they haven't come back yet, but obviously the price <laughs> went up, right? Uh, but it, that was really the goal. It's you know, trying to help people. That thing really helps me live better and be safer around. If we can do that all around the planet, especially in healthcare, I'm just, I'm tired. One of my friend buddy, another one, uh, lost an arm to a hospital acquired infection. And I'm myself, I'm actually worried when I go to a hospital. So what I'm going to catch, what am I going to catch? But yeah. specifically in the US, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm going to get something that I shouldn't get. So what can we do to help that? What can we do to maybe save a limb, an arm or something, or save a life. Uh, it's, I find it unfair that you get treated at a very high, high price in the US and, and you come home with something that you were not expecting. So we're really trying to save that and, and, and solve the problem. Hopefully we're gonna make a dent. Fantastic. Tell, tell us in the rest of our members, I know we chatted about it briefly earlier. How does the product work? Uh, okay, that's very easy. Let's uh, let's put it in Lehman's term. Um, you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. Let's make it simple for everybody. Uh, look at look at outside. Uh, if you go to the forest uh, or or to the park next to your house, it should really stink, right? You have dead animals, rotten leaves, you name it, and stuff you don't want to know about. Uh, it should be really really stinky, and it's not. So the sun, what the sun does, uh, it it will. Uh, starts creating a photocatalytic process that will create some friendly and natural oxidants. And, and there's a lot of good and bad stuff in the air, but it's being cleaned 24-7 by the sun. What we've done is reproduce that same technology indoors. So we have a photocatalytic unit that we installed inside the, the duct of the central ventilation system. 
that will harvest the oxygen and humidity from the air and release uh, gaseous, small gaseous amount of hydrogen peroxide, which is what you use to clean your wounds when you get a cut. And that's been used in healthcare for years and years and years. Uh, so small amounts, exactly the same amount that would be released in nature that will disinfect surfaces all around the hospital 24-7. Fantastic. Tell me about the personal unit. Is the technology exactly the same? This one is different. We have, we have house units and the healthcare units, once again, is, uh, and that's why we have two different companies. Healthcare is way more powerful than healthcare units than the one you could buy for your house, for example, because you don't need the same power. Uh, you know, you don't have people with open heart surgery in your house. Hopefully, I hope not. <laughs> you do well. my house at least. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, but so it's it's really two different uh, levels of technology, yeah. and this one is different. Really, this one is to impede particles to get into your lungs, uh, nose, and mouth. So you're not gonna you're not gonna get those adverse reactions. But by impeding those particles to come in you also impede viruses to actually come in your lungs, uh, which will reduce greatly the, uh, the potential of infections. That, that doesn't say you have to stop washing your hands. Please no. <laughs> wash your I hands. I think it's hand wash, minimize personal contact, accelerate yeah. you know, as much as you can on your immunity side, and you just, just basic precautions that, that you need to. Just, it's stuff we've been telling patients, friends, and family for ages. Just now they have right. to do it because it's more serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think now they, they, they get it. See, uh, that makes me very sad. In Texas right now, nobody hugs me. I'm a hugger. Uh, I lived in Spain for 22 years. I, I need to touch people. And uh, I came to Virginia and I stayed at a, at a friend, a YPO uh, friend's house last night. Everybody hugged me and I felt so good. <laughs> you know, I need that human contact. I don't want to lose it. So hug me and go and wash your hands. I'm fine, but <laughs> please hug me. <laughs> at least you can tell them I'm, I'm clean and I'm NASA approved clean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's the thing. But. <laughs> Tell me, Christoph, the impact of, of everyone else outside of your businesses. Where do you see the impact for our peers, people in, in supply chain lines and everyone else outside of, you're in a very privileged position at this point that you can contribute actively for impact in this space. But where do you see friends and family at this moment? You know, it's, it's huge. It's obviously, it's a huge impact. And I'm, so I'm feeling for our friend's daughter who's at home and she's just because she's sneezing, I do believe it's a common cold. Not that I know. I mean, I, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> uh, I'm not a medical doctor, but you know, to me, it's all the samples of a, of a, of a common cold and, and the chances to get coronavirus right now, we don't know. And it might be it, but she's been looked at as, you know, just, just she's, she's getting the look. And that's, that's the other reason why we're saying, just listen, stay home. You don't know what can happen. Yeah. Uh, and you don't, you know, so it's, I'm even, I'm even surprised by the fact that, you know, I sat on the plane and once again, there was not many people, but somebody started coughing. Just two seconds. Yeah. Okay, disappeared. Sorry. We've got dog bark in the background. It didn't sound cool. So. Uh, that's all right. I didn't hear that. Um, so I sat on the plane and about three or four rows in front of me, I would say, again, there's nobody. Um, I heard someone cough and immediately you look, right? You get those nerves. So I think there's that fear, uh, which is, that's more unsettling to me than anything else. Uh, it's, it's the fact that now everybody's scared of everybody else. And, and I'm a very social person. I, I, I wouldn't 
I couldn't imagine being on an island on my own or worse, an island you don't have a choice, but worse, in a place surrounded by people I can't approach, I can't talk to, uh, that would be terrible. And I think it's affecting a lot of, lot of people. Um, some of my neighbors and friends have decided to stay home for the next two or three weeks. And, and you know, in some cases, it's, it's probably wise. Um, if you don't know what you're doing, be careful. Uh, I'm on a mission, so I've got to move. <laughs> I've, I've got to do what we need to do. Yeah. On the supply chain side, it's, um, it's interesting how we need to adapt to something we never faced before. Uh, first, China was shut down for Chinese New Year and then they didn't reopen when china doesn't reopen it's a problem it's a problem for us because we buy electronic parts from them and, and stuff like that um so they already delayed a lot of 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 our uh, products and parts and then the rest of the world shuts down and now we can't even ship anything because you have no flights so you have about 30 percent of the 70 percent of the flights to and from europe from the us to and from europe are canceled that means no cargo space yeah. uh something that would have cost me fifteen hundred dollars to ship before to europe is now twelve thousand dollars oh my god um so you can't do it because obviously your 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 cost structure doesn't doesn't cannot absorb it uh, so it's it, there's a lot of things you have to reinvent and and that means reinventing your supply chain what i like about it obviously it's, it's shifting all that Chinese power to other countries around and yeah. Vietnam is definitely a, a good place to go Korea South not, not the bad one <laughs> uh, India uh, we're doing a lot of things in India right now so there it's something we wouldn't have looked into and I'm speaking generally not only us just just because of the laziness of the situation you're comfortable yeah. It, it costs time, resources, and money to shift your supply chain to another place, right? Well, now you do it and you realize it's not that more, much more expensive. And it makes sense. I mean, something can happen. In the, it will happen again. Something will happen again. Maybe it'll start somewhere else. Maybe not in China, but it will happen again. You have to have that security of saying, okay, I can get this here. I can get that here. And we put it together over there, over there. Now you have options. So I like the learning curve and, and, and I, I did tell that to you before, I'm like amazed with the response of our team uh, that's been so creative at finding solutions despite all the problems that were presented to them. None of them I have said, it's impossible, we can't do it. Right now, everybody's finding solutions that are absolutely amazingly creative. Uh, so it's, it's very good to be surrounded by good people like that. It, it's, it, it's another story, it saved your life. Indeed. Tell me about your experience so far with the impact it's had on your production in your current active environment. Have you changed sanitary practices for the better? Has there been any modification of personal contact? What, what's been the, the, anything significant changed? Not yet. Um, uh, we, you know, our, all our offices and factory manufacturing facilities are equipped with our, with our stuff. Uh, so we have our product. It's, I'd rather you, if you have to do surgery on me, I'd rather you do it in my office <laughs> than in a hospital. It's cleaner. <laughs> it is. And can, yeah, and I can prove it. So we haven't reduced that. We just ask them to wash their hands more often. Uh, you know, make sure they take the usual precaution, basically, when they go to the restroom, so on and so forth. It's a kitchen. But that's it. Apart from that, 
we give them the choice as well. So listen, this is what's happening. Would you rather stay home? Or can you, do, you know, would you want to come and work? Right now, nobody has said, I want to stay home. And they certainly have that, that liberty to do that, that freedom to do that. In, in terms of the healthcare space, what we've been discussing with, with our peers, and I, I want to propose that to you, is we're creating potentially a think tank between YPOs to say, these are experts in the healthcare and related spaces. So me coming from medicine, colleagues like and friends like you coming in from, from the prevention side, people who are actively in, in production, to create almost a think tank of saying, who can we help in our immediate vicinity, but also globally saying, this is what I do, this is how I can help you. So it's not a solicitation process. It's the process of saying, yeah. can we facilitate solutions to you? Because this is an abnormal circumstance. The challenge is that it's not a time frame. It's not a snapshot today. You know, data at the moment is saying this could be 12 to 18 to 24 months due to an unknown yeah. period. So would you be keen to, to, to join such an initiative and discussion with our peers to say, I'm happy to contribute as we go along? No, that'd be awesome. Plus, I think it's, it, you know, it's always a learning experience. It's not about sharing what you do. Of course, you share what you do. But you, when you do that, when, you, when you're in a think tank, you learn a lot from your peers and, and other, uh, other white peers who, who can actually either give you a solution or a problem you didn't think of before. Maybe you'll have that solution to a problem or be together now you can find a solution that you wouldn't have had on your own. I think it's awesome. Love it. Fantastic. I think it's, it's, it's a stage, but I think we need to get it done. Yeah, I, I, we're an amazing organization. I'm, I'm always amazed uh, outside of you and I, I think it's full of really, really brilliant people. <laughs> uh, another good example. But uh, no, I, honestly, I'm, I'm always amazed by the people we meet in YPO and the people we interact with. Uh, it'd be awesome to be able to do something like that. Fantastic. So we are championing this and I'm, I'm taking it through my network in Exco to say, guys, we know we've got the Corona group and various other groups, but can we find a common platform of saying we've got solutions or at best experience? Can we share that? Because we're doing it in a group format, yeah. but in a conversational style discussion, we could share this not as a GCC, but as a, as a common discussion between peers saying not everyone can be on the call. We'd love that. But even if you're not on the call, we'll share that engagement with you. And hopefully that stimulates thinking and solutions in, in your unique environment, wherever you're in around the world. And what can we do and how can we do it together? I love it. Count me in. Absolutely. Fantastic. I look forward to it. But thank you for making the time. And I look forward to chatting to you further on, on your experiences as we go along through this, this crisis time and sharing more time with, with our peers and engagement. Really appreciate it. I just got a notification that my flight is boarding. So perfect timing. Thank you, Terrence. Timing's been great. All the best, Christoph. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. In the next show, we share more insights and discussions with members in the YPO Leadership Development Network's Leader of Leaders podcast series.